Good morning. morning. Well, it's a pleasure to have you all here with us. Um, Our bishops of the United States have released a statement on the Equality Act that is looking to be passed um, in Congress right now, and I want to just update you with what that is. It's a very serious matter for us, but when these kind of confusing bills are being placed before us, we need prayer because the evil one loves messing with our emotions. So we're just going to pray a Hail Mary, asking for Mother Mary to intercede for us so that this comes across hopefully clearly. It's not a place of judgment, but it's just a time of information to make sure that we are aware of what we're being called to pray for on behalf of our bishops. So if you could please join me in a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So again, our our bishops, um, which are known under the title of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, released a statement on the, I'll put in quotations, Equality Act, uh, stating that it would discriminate against people of faith rather than affirm human dignity in ways that meaningfully exceed existing practical protection. So Congress right now is looking at imposing, not proposing, but imposing novel and divisive viewpoints regarding gender on individuals and organizations. And they say that this would inflict numerous legal and social Harms on Americans of any faith or no faith at all. And if passed, this legislation would do five things that our bishops lay out for us. The first thing is the, the act would punish faith-based charities because of their beliefs on marriage and sexuality. So when we come to Mass, the Mass is for the mature, those who have encountered Jesus, those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus. So hopefully this is not like shocking news to you, um, but Jesus is God, and he instituted marriage between one man and one woman, and he said that he had made them, God made us male and female. And if anyone disagrees with that, Um, they would be punished by this act, which is strange to say the least. Because hopefully we know that we can disagree, and it's called toleration, right? We're called to tolerate different views. The second point is they said this would hinder quality health care by forcing health care professionals against their best medical judgment to support treatments and procedures associated with, quote, gender transition, unquote. And that means anybody who is a doctor, if they profess to be a Christian or they don't believe in these particular practices, which are fairly radical, um, they would be fined or they would lose their practice. So for, for myself, if I was looking at this, you know, when I was a child, I wanted to be a firefighter one week, and the next week I wanted to be an architect, and then I wanted to be a professional baseball player, and the next week I wanted to chase girls around at the playground, you know? It was all over the place. And to have a three-year-old without their parents' permission, but a doctor's permission to be able to start taking hormones or to change physically their, their genitalia is a scary place to go. And people have been past this that are now in their 20s and 30s who have had these 
these hormones pumped into their bodies or these changes made, and they are um, some of the most depressed and anxious and scared people, and they, they don't recommend it. But we can't be allowing a, an act to enforce our, our doctors to do so. Thirdly, this Equality Act would force religiously operated spaces and establishments, in essence like a church hall or basement, to either host functions that violate their belief or close their doors to their communities. That means if somebody has a belief that you just simply disagree with, they could, they could force you to use your space for what they want, and if you did not want to do that, you would either be shut down or fined. So when we talk about equality, that means that we don't force anything upon anyone. Equality never forces discrimination, which is this act is clearly trying to do. And fourthly, this is the one that kind of scares me, not more than the others, but it just makes me raise my eyebrows, is the fourth one it would require or mandate women to compete against men and boys in sports and to share locker rooms and shower facilities with men and boys. I have nieces who are in seventh grade and eighth grade, and I'm like really close to calling them and saying, hey, let's just get you in the convent as soon as possible, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen a boxing match between a woman and a man, but it doesn't ever go well. Genetically, physically, men are built different than women. We are equal in dignity, right? Equal in worth, but we're very different. This also would propose that if a man wanted to enter a convent and act like a woman and put a veil on and a, and a habit on, the religious institution would be forced to or they would be fined. That's not equality. That's discrimination. That's, that's actually forcing someone to do that. There is no freedom there. And fifthly, our bishops say this would jeopardize existing prohibitions on the use of federal taxpayer funds for abortion. So currently, under the Hyde Amendment, our taxpayer dollars do help kill babies. And this would increase the funding for that. And as a priest of Jesus Christ, I have ministered to women who are post-abortive, men who are post-abortive, and I will just tell you from a priestly heart, their self-hatred, their uh, inability to forgive themselves, their struggle with what would they look like? Were they going to be a boy or a girl? All of those questions, it's not fun. And it's very difficult to watch them go through that. And we've never seen an administration move so quickly to do this. The Biden administration is barely a month in, and they're already making very radical and wanting to enforce radical views. So that means for you and me that we have to pray, we have to contact our legislatures to say there is a better way of doing these things. And we have to know that discrimination does not equal equality. It does not compute to equality. So that means that you and I are called to pray deeply and contact those who are in Congress and those who are in the House of Representatives, all of our legislatures, because this would change things radically. And we know that there is confusion in the world. We're well aware of that. And we've also seen just a, a complete 
increase in people avoiding God. And we believe God made us man and woman. He made us male and female. And by our virtue of our adoption, what Jesus has done for us on the cross, we are sons and daughters. And if you struggle with this stuff, I would encourage you to either talk to me, to talk to Sarah, one of the focused missionaries, somebody at the parish. But let's make sure that we keep dialogue open and we don't hide. It's really important that we don't hide and start gossiping and, 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 and we're confused. We don't understand. We always need to seek understanding in these situations. And if you would like to read more of what our bishops have said, you can go to their website, which is usccb.org, and they have the full statement of kind of what I just read for you. So we're called to pray for those who struggle with identity, those who struggle with fairness or understanding of what the, the family should look like or ought to look like. We pray for them first, especially at the Mass. And we're called to do what's going to happen in our gospel reading today is, is to see no one but Jesus alone, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So we take a moment of silence to call to mind our intentions for this Mass. We can offer it together as a family. And at these particular Masses, I'll be celebrating Mass ad orientum, which means I'll be facing the cross with you as a sign of unity. And when I hold up Jesus, we are at the Mount of Transfiguration in the Eucharist. I hold up Jesus so we see nobody but him alone. All of us, in essence, should disappear at Mass, and we should only see Jesus. Even the priests should disappear. So we take a moment of silence to calm our hearts, to pray for our nation, and to make sure that we keep dialogue open. Thank you.